Welcome to City Life Church, and this is our podcast. This is Pastor Dave Diefendorf, and we are so honored to have you join us today. Our passion is to help you discover who God is, grow in the likeness of Jesus, and lead well in this generation. I hope in this message, God will meet you where you're at and take you to the next level in your connection with Him and His kingdom. Enjoy the message. All right. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, well, what a year it's been, huh? Think about it, long year. Uh, man, yeah, what a year, what a year we have coming up, and uh, praise God. And uh, so, but what a time to come together and fix our eyes, our attention, our affection on the only one who can bring peace on this planet, amen? And from very ancient times, the hearts of mankind have longed for peace. Not merely that there shall be no more war, though that too, but more particularly peace of mind and heart. Generation after generation, men and women long for peace. Human sin and brokenness in our fallen evil world system seems to frustrate and complicate that exponentially. Uh, Every single soul, regardless of their background, ethnicity, or religious conviction, We long for our souls to be at peace. The restlessness and rage that we see all around us is symptomatic of the fact that the human soul craves peace and rest. Every soul longs for this because every soul has a single origin. It's the greatest origin story of all time. Puts marvel to shame. We all come from God and we all have this longing in our hearts. St. Augustine says this, You have made us... For yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. With that, the Lord has, I feel, given us a word this morning for this moment in time uh, that He wants to give us. So let me pray real quick. Father God, thank You for this time that we get to gather and focus all of our attention, affection on You. God, I pray that Your Word... Lord, would not return void this morning, but would accomplish its purpose for which it would send. Father, we just pray that we would hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to start in Luke, as I was reading Luke 2 and kind of the, the birth story of Jesus. Uh, this word kind of just jumped off the page. But we'll start in Luke 2 and verse 8. It says, There were some shepherds staying out of the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. A Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Good news of great joy, the time has come. The moment has indeed arrived. The angels are declaring to these mere shepherds out in the field that this long-awaited moment has come. Galatians 4, it's like Paul echoes this declaration of the angels when he says in Galatians 4, we, are like, we were like children. We were slaves to the spiritual powers of this world. But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. This was God's rescue mission from Genesis 3 onward. God had prophesied over and over that I'm going to come, that I'm going to come, 
and set things right. And that this word is fulfilled, the angels are declaring this long-awaited word that the prophets prophesied over and over and over again. These angels are declaring the time has come. In Isaiah 9, 800 years before this moment, Isaiah receives this word from the Lord. He says, for a child is born unto us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Wow, man, the angels are declaring, the time has come, this long-awaited moment is here. The Prince of Peace has arrived. And look what happens next, Luke 2, 13 and 14. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels, Imagine seeing this. You're seeing one angel and then a whole host shows up before you. And they're praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And check this, on earth, peace among people with whom he's pleased. Peace among people with whom he's pleased. They come praising Almighty Yahweh and then they say on earth, peace among people with whom he's pleased. In other words, the angels declare a promise of peace now that the Messiah has come to those whom are pleasing to God. Notice these angels are not declaring just mere, just peace on earth. God's supernatural peace is given to all whom he's pleased with. And how do we please God? We read in the scriptures through the gospels, it's faith, trust, and allegiance to Jesus. That's what pleases God. To them he supplies his peace and can enter that place of rest in the immediate present. Peace is not just some holy feeling that comes over us when the music is just right, but it comes when our heart is deeply set, fully fixed on Almighty God. And for there is indeed a spiritual battle constantly taking place around us, in us, and to them the gospel declares that if you're in Him, you're a citizen of His kingdom. His life is your shelter. His presence is your anchor. And as we stand firm in the Prince of Peace, peace reigns in your life. But when we shift our focus from Him onto our circumstances or, or maybe even our wants and desires, anxiety, guilt, fear, confusion begin to set in in our heart. See, there's a great deception buying into the world's way of peace. What is the world's way of peace? Right? It's wealth building. It's career building. It's reputation building. It's building security in your life. That's the world's way of peace. And these naturally become our priorities in seeking peace in our life. And not only does it require you to do all this in your own effort to build it and acquire it, it also takes all your effort to keep it once you build it. Or there are those who are just merely waiting on the events of the world to be peaceful before you can be peaceful. Wow, maybe that's some of us. Let me tell you, since the beginning of recorded history, the entire world has been at peace less than 8% of the time. Of 3,530 years of recorded history, only 286 saw peace. The world unrelentingly trains us to embrace its sad, 
broken pathway to illusory peace, greed, ambition, envy, anger, and pride. They're all enemies to the true peace of God that he wants to bring you. Found in Christ alone is the true culture that you were made for. Instead of greed, God trains your heart to be content. Instead of ambition, God gives you a calling and a purpose to live out, not one that you have to seek out or eke out yourself. Instead of envy, there's gratitude and blessing others. Instead of anger, there's understanding in the kingdom of God. Instead of pride, there's humility in the kingdom of God. And these qualities, contentment, calling, gratitude, blessing others, understanding, humility, are the culture of the kingdom of God and come from a heart that is at peace with God. God's peace is what anchors us in our lives in the midst of great cultural upheaval. There's a story uh, about a submarine. Not a yellow submarine, as Beatles used to think about, but just a submarine. And uh, they were, it was being tested, and part of this test, it had to remain submerged beneath the surface for a long time. While the submarine was submerged, a powerful storm passed through the area, causing great, a great deal of damage. When the submarine returned to the harbor, the head of the team was uh, evaluating the submarine. He asked the captain, how did that terrible storm affect you? The captain looked at the man in surprise and exclaimed, Storm? We, di- we didn't even know there was one. The reason for the captain's surprise is that the submarine had been beneath the ocean surface that had reached this area known to sailors that's called the cushion of the sea. The cushion of the sea. Although the storm's high winds may whip the surface into huge waves, the waters in the cushion are never stirred. So while vessels up above are being subjected to turmoil and damage, the submarine down below is not affected. It remains at peace, so to speak, on the cushion. And this this illustration pictures the supernatural peace of God which guards believers' hearts. He anchors you in Him so that no matter what the circumstances or turmoil are going on around you, in the believer's heart, He seats you in His presence. He seats you in his peace. Amy Carmichael, a woman missionary to India who lived in the midst of very troubling circumstances, year after year, decade after decade, she said this, the peace of Jesus stood every sort of test, every strain, and it never broke. It is this, his very own peace, which he says, I give. And so we see that the peace that Jesus gives is not a guarantee of the absence of trouble, but instead it is the promise that He is there with us in and through the storm. Blessed are the single-hearted, for they shall enjoy much peace. If you refuse to be hurried and pressed, and if you stay your soul on God, nothing can keep you from the clearness of spirit, which is life and peace. In that stillness you will know Him and know what His will is. Praise God. His peace never breaks. His peace will never break in your life. That's a promise and a guarantee that you can take all the way to heaven. And as Oswald Chambers said, no matter how complicated the circumstances may be, one moment of contact with Jesus and the fuss is gone. The panic is gone. All the shadows of emptiness are gone. And His peace is put in 
absolute tranquility because of what he says, all power is given to me. What great news that God sent Jesus to bring his people peace even in the midst of chaos. It's what he's always done with his people and what he will continue to do. Then I want to land on this verse, Philippians 2. It says this, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Oh my gosh. You mean the, the thing that pleases Him is not just up on you? No, no, no. It's God's work in your life, His power, His grace, His word at work in your life. That that open heart that's working in partnership with God, that's what pleases Him. It's not perfection. It's not this uh, ungodly standard of excellence. It's that your heart is turned to Him and desires to be with Him. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing. So stop your whining so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding firmly to the word of life. Man, what a picture. That God is the one working in you, giving you the desire to do what pleases Him and the power to do it. And so Paul's word says, hey, Let's stop our whining. God's going to give you the supernatural, incomprehensible peace from heaven in the midst of chaos. That's His promise to all who please Him. What a moment for God's people to enter in the supernatural peace and shine brightly in a generation that needs God's people to shine brightly. But may you be made pure, blameless, and innocent as God's messenger. So that you can declare through your life this message of repentance and this invitation that all may come and experience the peace of God that surpasses understanding. Let's pray. Holy God, thank you so much that you're a God that no matter what the circumstances are around us, God, you can supply from your unlimited supply. You are the Prince of Peace. And God, through what Jesus has done, through His life, death, and resurrection, You made a new covenant with mankind, not one based on the law that was conditional on man's, um, man's end of that contract. But God, You established a new covenant that was all based on You doing it. God, You are the one that changes our hearts. You're the one that tears off our calluses that the world gives, our own sin and brokenness develop on us. God, you're able to take those calluses and, Lord, re-soften our heart, to remake our heart the way it was in Eden. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that in this holiday season, God, that we would experience your supernatural peace. And that, God, while the world is raging, Lord, we don't stay ignorant of the enemy's schemes. But Lord, in the midst of all that, Lord, we anchor our life in your peace. Lord, only you can bring us the peace that our heart craves. Lord, our wealth won't bring it. Lord, our, your, our career path won't bring it. Having all your little 
bunker items won't do it. But it's finding your life fully seated in Jesus. And so we sing with the angels, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he's pleased. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hope this message has inspired you and challenged you to be the man or woman he's called you to be now and to see his kingdom grow in every area and arena of life. God is with you more than you know. For more information about our community here in Kansas City, please visit us online at citylifekc.org, and we'll see you next time on the City Life Podcast.